Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Haberman and Middlecoff. If you are listening to this podcast... That's the only way you can get it. This is the show banned from YouTube. I'm Guy. That's John. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Do you bear responsibility for that I move? I am steaming over here. Uh, yes, I am to blame. Well, I think, yes, I am to blame. I think it's I, I didn't see the, uh, the, the fight until you threw it out there, and then they, they treated us like we were throwing bum fights up there, and they, they banned us for a week. Yeah, we can't post on YouTube until, I guess, next Monday night, Monday after Christmas, or definitely Tuesday, which works out in a sense because we were planning to not do another show until next Tuesday after this show. But this show is not on YouTube. And if you're ever looking for Monday's stream, that's only available on podcasts, although some of the clips got up before we got banned. Short version of what happened is we did the Monday stream. At some point in the Monday stream, I put up a video of parts of Willie McGinnis's fight that he got arrested for from TMZ. Brawl. Brawl. Out brawl. Brawl. Out brawl. Got an email from YouTube Monday night saying that video, our, our whole video had been removed. It was a two-hour-plus stream uh, for violation of community guidelines of violence and um, that we had got a strike. And a strike means you are banned from posting for a week. And... Uh, uh, that you can appeal. Well, I saw that thing. It was almost, it was late. It was like 11 o'clock Monday night. And I was, I was pretty confused. I'll be honest. Uh, I don't want to alert anybody to some other stuff that had been up previously, but I thought maybe it was related to something else. There might've been an ass in the video, (laughs) but cheek, cheek clap. And, uh, and I was like, I, I just, they don't give you any details on, you know, they just say, here's the video, but a two hour video, I don't know what part of it was a violation. Right. So I just appealed. I'm like, I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. I had no specifics in my appeal. I was just frantic. And then after the fact, I went, I was like, I wonder if it was the Willie McGinnis. I was thinking about it. And I went to TMZ's YouTube page and they have the Willie McGinnis video up as of now, at least. And uh, it has a warning. You have to acknowledge that it is a violent video before you watch it. Of all the things on the Internet that you have to acknowledge. So I, I'm watching. I'm like, all right, maybe that was it. So then I start chatting with them. They denied the appeal. So then I start chatting. Then I read their community guidelines. I don't even think it violates their community guidelines. The guy told me it's like a uh, 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 violent, shocking video to incite your audience. I'm like, this is n- none of this. It's not, I, it's not, I, I, I feel I, like this is big tech audience. trying to hold us I, down, guy. I think you're right, John. Then awesome. I said, what about TMZ? Which, you know, that wasn't going to work. The guy's like, we can't talk about other videos. I'm like, all right, well. So that's that. There's no... You can't talk to anybody. Nobody gives you any specifics. Communication is impossible. When you try to get answers, all they throw back at you is just like lines from their protocols. You don't actually, it's not really like talking to a human. I said, there's, I said, where's the accountability? He said, I'm sorry you feel that way. They don't give a shit about you guys. How else am I supposed to feel, John? 
So um, we're, we're podcasters. Outlaws, hardcore. Outlaws, John. Yeah, fuck them. We thought about streaming this on Twitter. If you're watching this on Twitter, something dramatic has happened, and we've changed our minds. But at this moment, we have no intention to do that. And this is just a podcast. Although there is video of it. We're looking at each other. This video will. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what. But that's the situation here, people. So um, I, I got I got I woke up to several DMs from people saying I was watching your video and then this happened. And then the screenshot of like it being re- it got removed. Very weird. Yeah. Podcast, baby. We're podcasters. But what do we care? I mean, at the bottom, the end of it, we'll be back in a week on YouTube, whatever. Uh, I, I can't say this affects us in any uh, significant way. Right? No, I just think it's it's enlightening uh, the power the big tech elites, the coastal elites have over all of us. Luckily for us, you know, the, our, our bread and butter and our cha-ching mechanism is this bad boy going right into your ears through Apple. And I actually just looked, Spotify is gaining more and more market share. Uh, so we appreciate all you that listen through podcasts. I used and to YouTube, a- fuck you. <laughs> I don't really mean never that. hear this. Kind of I do. Uh, I used to have um, a cha-ching sound effect, but I guess it's gone. Uh, yeah, man. On Happy holidays, hand, baby. Happy Hanukkah. On, on Guys, hand, are good times. I'm not, on, no on, negative. On one hand, very pissed off because it's bullshit. On the other hand, whatever. What do we care? It's ultimately kind of irrelevant given this right. week, the way it played out. But I just mean in general. Like you and I were talking beforehand. Like, you, you, Luckily, YouTube puts a very, you know, the amount of money in our pocket from YouTube, although thanks to people who consume it, we love it. And it's a great marketing tool more so than it is a moneymaker. Yeah. Well below 10% of our uh, annual revenue here in Hammond Middlecoff. And the other thing is what I appreciate about the podcast relative to YouTube, we, we have had strikes and had to be sensitive over certain things. There is no sensitivity on anything we say through our friends, Tim Cook at Apple and our friends at Spotify. Don't know who runs that company. Uh, maybe Joe Rogan. But like annual elk, we never have to worry about it. Annual elk. Yep. I could throw a picture up, but no one, but you would see it. Bald brotherhood. Good job. Is he? Oh yeah. He lives in uh, the Netherlands or uh, Amsterdam or wherever they're based out of Stockholm. I lose you. Nope. I'm just uh reading wiki. Uh, all right. I was reading about Stockholm. Well, just under a million people. All right, we are brought to you by our friends. I could use a Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka, John, the holidays are upon us. Hanukkah, Christmas, no celebration, uh, whatever you're doing, enjoy a Tito's. Take it with you to somebody's house, belly up to the bar and ask for it. Make one for yourself. Tito's Handmade Vodka. America's original craft vodka. Yep, go right now, get a bottle, get a handle. Uh, Whether you're out and about, maybe the rest of this week, with friends and family, with loved ones, and you're having a cocktail, make it a Tito's. Tito's Espresso Martini, Mm. Tito's and Soda, Mm. Tito's Mule, Mm. Tito's, and basically anything goes right down the hatch, and it feels great, and then you feel great. And uh, we can't recommend it enough. Longtime partners, actually just going on two years now, but that's, you know, in the world we live in, long time. I'd say it's long. And just, it's an incredible product. We swear by it. We use it. Our people love to consume it. That's yeah, all we really care we just, about. We were on a group chat with our buddy Jeff Schwartz this morning who sent us texts of his liquor cabinet, which is stocked with Tito's. Yeah, you got booze. 
big holiday party. Uh, actually, he's not holiday party, Hanukkah party in his case. <laughs> yeah, yeah Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Hanukkah party. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Also brought to you by our friends at DraftKings, John. The DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It is our go-to when betting this holiday season on the NFL. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 when you sign up with the code HAM on any NFL team to win their game, and you get $150 in free bets if that team wins their game. Yep. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets, which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. Obviously, we got a lot of games coming up, guy. If you're listening to this, you got a Thursday night game. Zach Wilson, I would hammer the under on his yards. Trevor Lawrence, you know, it's going to be risky. Good defense, hammer the over. Also, a lot of good games this weekend. We got Niners, Washington. I, I kind of like Niners to cover. Kick some ass, take some names. Uh, Cowboys, mm, actually kind of like the Eagles and Gardner Minshew. So you can parlay some of these games together, make some easy winnings. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger the boost. Not to mention the biggest game of the week, John. Everybody's talking about it. You know what it is. It is Raiders-Steelers. Right now, the Raiders are getting three points on the road in Pittsburgh. Yeah, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code HAM. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code HAM. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes. More details. Uh, have you seen a Jalen Hurts update? Shoulder. Not since yesterday afternoon. All right. So Monday, shoulder sprain, back for the playoffs, which means three weeks plus a bye. And we've talked about the playoffs a lot from a can you get the two seed standpoint? If you're the Niners, can you get the one seed standpoint? We haven't talked it about. We haven't talked about the playoffs as much from the standpoint of just winning the AFC, the NFC, right? Yeah. Like once the playoffs begin, if you get a less than 100% Jalen Hurts, how does that affect the Philadelphia Eagles? Now, the Niners are on their third quarterback of the season, so we can't disregard the possibility that Gardner Minshew plays well enough because I think – do you think Philly's kind of similar to the Niners in that as good as Hurts was and he was an MVP candidate, legitimate MVP candidate, right? Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo were not that. So they were getting more from their quarterback in terms of just carrying them than the Niners. But they are built like a team that you think – if you take away, if you give them a starting quarterback, they still have a chance to go to the NFC Championship game. The the one major difference with them offensively is he's accounted for thirteen rushing touchdowns on his own, and he was headed toward a thousand yards rushing. So he was a thousand yard rusher, or let's just say fifteen touchdown guy. So they are removing that element from their offense, where right. the Niners, all of their rushing production, you know, minus the one game with Trey, was all skill guys. It's the only, you know, and now one I, Purdy rushing touchdown. Don't forget about that. Yeah, true. You, you would say, you would say Minchu has had moments, you know, he can sling it around. They definitely are equipped passing. They got Goddard back. They are a team as uh, a buddy of mine in the NFL who made the case for Brian Dayball to win the coach of the year. He's like, when you compare, obviously, Some in my house, do I'm country breakfast. I don't think that's appropriate. Brian Dayball? Mm hmm. Well, he just, you know, he's a big boy. You know, I, I, I think he, I loved his look the other night with oh. the goatee, the bald look. It's Alyssa just, says to me, they kept showing him on TV and she goes, wait, is that the head coach? I was like, yeah, that's the head coach. 
who's doing one of the better coaching jobs of the year. The difference of the Giants roster and the Eagles and the 49ers roster is dramatic. Did you, did you yeah. see the 49ers lead the league in Pro Bowl voting of all their players? It's I did like, not see that, no. I would imagine the Eagles aren't going to be fall, far behind, right? A.J. Smith, or excuse me, A.J. Brown, some of their offensive linemen, Kelsey, Malata, Lane Johnson, Darius Slay. I mean, they're going to have Devontae littered Smith, with Pro Devontae Smith's having, Devontae's having a good year. Fuck yeah. I mean, this is this is a team loaded with stars. Uh, and their, But the difference, I would say, is their quarterback has become one where the 49ers quarterback was more of a, you know, passenger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders, John, right now, fifth in the league in rushing. 11 touchdowns is uh, one, two, three, tied for third in the league in rushing touchdowns. They got 23 11, they got 24 touchdowns out of Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. That's a lot of production. Rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Rushing touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of points. Uh, and then Kenneth Gainwell has four. I mean, yeah, they got other. They got six other rushing. Boston Scott has a couple. That's the, the one thing I wonder with them is, like, does Miles Sanders' 5.2 yards per carry average go down without Jalen Hurts on the field with him? You would have to think that it does, yeah. right? But at the same time, I look at them and think, if they didn't have a quarterback who can run – 13 rushing touchdowns for Hertz, like you said, leads the team. Could they find another way to be explosive on offense? And I like if Jalen Hurts was the Niners quarterback, he'd have a bunch of rushing touchdowns, right? He's just a good player. He's an all-around player. Kyle would happily have him run. But the Niners are winning without a quarterback that does that. And I think Philly offensively could still be, you know, like the question is to me. They have to win one more game to get the one seed, right? One yeah, more game ensures them the one seed. But also we're talking like, what if Jalen is not 100%, right? He, I think beyond just the – he was a 67% completion passer. He's had an elite season. Yeah, so like is Minshew going to be 60 – like let's say they had to play a playoff game without Hurts. If Minshew – if you told me Minshew was 67% but didn't rush for a touchdown, I'd say they're going to be fine. Hurts makes them better. There's no question. That's not what we're debating. We're just saying, could they play like the Niners if they had to offensively? You know, for the first time, there were some arguments in Fly Eagle Flyland that paralleled some arguments that we've heard out here on the West Coast with old Kyle. Is you're playing the Bears. Now, the game was close, but you're not, this is not a playoff game, and this is not a playoff opponent, and you're rushing this guy. Now, like, why are you shooting these bullets against this squad? Like, if he's going to get hurt against the Cowboys in a game to, you know, ensure you're going to win the division, okay, so be it. On the road at Chicago, who, I don't know if you've noticed, they got three fucking wins, <laughs> you know? For a team that gets talked about, like, bright future, they're probably going to draft two. And the only reason they're not drafting one is because the Texans have one freaking win. So, in my pushback, because this gets back to Debo, Trey, is... This guy's elite skill. Now, he's improved dramatically as a passer, is a runner. But this is the risk of running a quarterback. And Jalen does a lot of inside runs, right? When I say inside, like around the tackle box and in, that he did go down. And if this derails their season, because he's proven, like you said, that like passing, he can throw, you know, I wouldn't call him like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. And he doesn't really have to do it because he's able to balance with a running attack. But he's a pretty good passer now. I mean, J- Jason Kelsey calls him the great best deep ball passer in the league. Now, th- this is the question. 
and I think why people still even fully healthy with Jalen, if you could just neutralize their running game a little bit, which is hard because their offensive line's good, though the 49ers are going to feel pretty competent or confident against any team they play that can run the ball. Can he eat you alive on just slants, outs, intermediate routes, and pick you apart if you're just taking away, quote-unquote, just deep bombs? Right. You know? And that's, I think, still the question that they've never really been in that, and now he's injured. Uh, I, I would imagine there's just a lot of dialogue in Philly. Did Was this necessary? I think it's a legit dialogue. And the game is kind of weird, right? Because they won the game by five. He did not throw a touchdown. He threw two picks. Did you see his touchdown where the the – C just parted and he just ran straight. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a function of, you know, the way they run their offense. So he had three rushing touchdowns, but he was also 3.6 yards per carry. He had 17 attempts. Miles Sanders had 11. Probably too many attempts. Yeah. You could argue it's hard, right? Because he had thir- three touchdowns. Like they don't win the game if he doesn't score those rushing touchdowns. But if you take away his rushing touchdowns, does that just mean they didn't score at all in the possession? How about Miles Sanders gets 17 carries? How about that? I do wonder Sirianni, you'd have to break down the tape, would say, well, seven of those carries for Jalen were an option Scrambles. and he yeah. held. Or some of them are scr- – like you get a rush, right, if it's a if pass it's play. Und- and I undesigned, and yeah. We can, but we can look at design runs. But Or if it's a, you know, a, a zone read and I just keep – yeah, that's now, your argument, and I think a lot of the you know people that were mad about Trey Lance, when you do the zone read call... More mad about Jimmy. Well, actually mad about both. It's 50-50 that he's going to keep. I mean, Debo, not Jimmy. Yeah. And you kind of know. Now, the Trey one, I think you argued, was that maybe... Did you argue this? That maybe that was not a design. It was a, it was a call to keep that sometimes with a young player, you just tell them what to do. I, I remember I people said like if he had given it, it would have the, the move on that was to give. Yeah. But the move on the Debo play was to keep and he gave it. I, I, I think what proved the difference between Jalen and Miles or Jalen and Trey, for a guy that ran the zone read at North Dakota State, now granted it was only one year, he didn't always feel comfortable making the right decision. And obviously it's you know in the snap of a finger in the NFL where North Dakota state, you know, fucking incarnate word. God love them. A little slower, <laughs> you know, Jalen Lamar. How often, if you ask Greg Roman and Sirianni, do they ever do the wrong thing on that play? They would probably say very, very small percentage of times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kaepernick was a lead at it. Well, why was he so good? Well, he'd been training for four years with a guy that developed the offense, you know? So it's just, it, it, that was the most glaring Before thing. Anybody be- knew how to defend it too. I'm not trying to badmouth Trey Lance, but I would say his decision making on a basic play for a running quarterback was not as good as the other top level guys. Like Jalen is a lead at it, you know, and that's what Sirianni would say is probably our best play yeah. besides go routes to AJ Brown and quick screens to Devontae. So what I've got him for PFF has him for 13 rushing attempts in the game. They have him for four scrambles. They have him for one designed run. So it's hard. I think they even not sure. Like, I don't know exactly how they break it down. Like, is a design run just pure design run and then a rushing attempt that's not a scramble, kind of like a decision? I, I guess here's the problem ultimately with the argument with running. When you have a running quarterback, it's it's going to be hard not to call the plays when it's one of his better attributes. Yeah. And it goes to J- Jalen, to Lamar, back to Trey. Hell, it goes on sun- Saturday night with Josh Allen. I mean, he had a ton of runs, and rightfully so. The guy takes off. He looks like Cam Newton in his prime. 
what are you supposed to do? Not call runs for him? But, I mean, play, but not everybody's equal. And I think like one of the reasons you feel good about Jalen running is he's a stocky physical player, right? One of the reasons you feel good about Trey running is he's a physical body type. Josh is the most physical of all of them because he's the biggest and he's the widest relative to his height. Like he's big and wide. He's 10 carries, 77 yards against the uh, Miami Dolphins. He's like a taller Hurts, right? But he takes hits that are crazy. Like now maybe is it a little harder to fall on his shoulder than it is to fall? I don't know if you saw the play, but like Jalen gets, you know, his shoulder gets buried. I I looked for it on Twitter. I couldn't find it. So it wasn't a direct shot. It was, I saw the still shot. The guy was laying on top. Yeah, that's, that's what I could show you. But, um, did you see the play? No, I saw the still. Yeah. You know, I I clearly these coaches look at it like we it's either it's like a light switch. It's either on or off. There's no dimmer on this thing. So we either got to pick it on or pick it off. That's it. Right? That's how Kyle talks about it. That's clearly how Sirianni does it. Now Sirianni could argue, we're trying to get the one seed. We're in a dog fight with the Bears. We got to do whatever it takes. I just think the influx People have always been injured in the NFL, right? Any position in the history of time. I would say, though, the influx of these running quarterbacks, you just put yourself. It doesn't mean, mm, I remember last year, Lamar got hurt in the pocket. I get it. But you do put yourself in more compromising positions. I would just argue the more you scramble around behind the line of scrimmage. The longer you hold, the person with the ball is the one that gets tackled. So why does Brady not get tackled as much? Because he throws it quickly, like historically. He gets rid of it fast. Yeah. I just and then think... they really protect you once the ball's out of your hands. Well, think about some of the quarterbacks the next couple of years that are going to come in. They're going to get drafted high. Bryce Young. I've watched him a lot. Runs around. Not a runner necessarily, but he's a scrambler. Will Levis is going to be viewed as like a Josh Allen light. Big athlete, scramble around. Next year, Caleb. A lot of running. Drake May, pretty good athlete. We're not getting like the Elis and Peytons. They're, they're just not coming into the league. Even Purdy, right? Now, Jalen is the high end. I honestly think, guy, Jalen's one of the most instinctive runners I've ever seen. He's not the fastest, but his, when he runs, it's like, I bet running back coaches go, this is a thing of beauty. Because yeah. he's just a natural at like, He's not moving. He's got a kind of Frank Gore thing going. Like, I'll just kind of move my way. I'll make you miss. And he moves the same way when he's throwing, right? He's just a natural mover. Did you see? I, I retweeted it, the post <clears throat> on Sunday. There's a clip of like AJ Brown and one of the other wide receivers completely fucking around, doing like money signs, hitting each other, laugh. I mean, they're telling jokes and dying laughing in the middle of the game. I mean, just. AJ almost falls off the bench in tears laughing. Jalen is sitting there. You know, they're just like, this guy, he is a very serious dude. I I just think running quarterbacks, why wouldn't you want to run? It's like it's like podcasters, what do they want to do? They want to talk. I mean, it's just it's just part of it's one of the best things you bring to the table. Like, what well, is I believe what I, do you call for Tyreek Hill? Routes that go far. Well, it's the argument when when I mentioned the Brady podcast the other day, and he said, "I, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, like they're not. Pl- I'm not playing the same sport as them. I'm playing a different game as them, right? Same as Jalen Hurts or who, Michael Vick or any anybody that's been mobile. Tom's not playing the same game that person's playing. When the game that Tom plays, if we're going to score a touchdown, the ball is best in somebody else's hands. But the game that Mahomes plays, the game that Josh Allen plays, that Jalen Hurts, that Lamar play, 
Sometimes the ball is best just in my hands. I have the best chance to score a touchdown or to get a first down. Right. Yeah. Well, we've uh, seen so some of those it. plays I mean, over the last month, right? Of Josh and Mahomes helicoptering over for touchdowns. That is yeah. not something Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or I guess Drew Brees used to kind of do the leap over, but on a sneak. Yeah, not a scramble. So, but whatever. I mean, the, the, the ultimate point here is this affects the NFC now. Now, does it affect it in the postseason? We'll see. Right. I, my gut is when we see Jalen Hurts the second week of the playoffs, we're not going to notice that he's hurt. I, he's a tough SOB. I, I, I do think when you just, even with Jalen, and that team is more than formidable, that they have big time players, though. Jalen's never won a playoff game, and neither has their coaching staff. So there is some unknown. And there's a lot of pressure that comes with being the one seed. For sure. ton of pressure. And that place, all of a sudden, you get into a tight game at home. We saw it last year with the Packers and the Cowboys. The building gets tight. It's You and I have been to playoff games in several different sports. It's, it's a natural reaction when you're the favorite at home and a game's tight. In baseball in the sixth inning, in basketball in the third quarter, in football, you're down a touchdown. It's everyone starts looking around like this is this is nuts and i i to me the craziest thing is when you look and we've talked about it all year long but now that it's really like the teams are kind of you know cementing themselves i mean the, the AFC and the NFC because someone DM me the other day like you know you're blowing the niners who have they really beaten how will that translate to the playoffs well they don't have to beat mahomes Allen and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert again and Lamar Jackson. That's just that's not the road they take. Their road is littered with Daniel Jones, Heineke, Geno Smith, 75-year-old Tom fucking Brady, hurt Jalen Hurts, and Kirk Cousins. That that's just that's a fact. If you told me the Niners got plopped into the AFC, I would be like, yeah, probably not gonna win the AFC, right? <laughs> Purdy against these guys. I would say I'd like their chances in the NFC greatly more, but that's the conference they're in. It's why if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm going, holy fuck me. I mean, we had Jalen Hurts. We were rolling. We would be the favorites to win it. Everyone would have to come through Philly. We'd love our chances. Yeah, the Niners are good. Their quarterback's Brock Purdy. If I was an Eagles fan, I would, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, we just, smacked Heineke this has to be I'm telling you rattling for Philly just because the unknown now it's not he might be fine but that's what we're talking about might be I think the injury news leaking out we talked a little bit about this on last podcast but the timing it did is was weird was weird clearly my guess is he woke up in a lot of pain because he played the he got, he didn't, he got hurt he on Sunday. The news broke Monday. If you haven't if Monday you haven't, night, yeah, kind of yeah. Monday afternoon. Monday night there. Didn't miss a didn't miss a snap in the game. I yeah. I and part of it, if you're an Eagle fan, like with the Niners, every quarterback injury they had, <clears throat> you immediately got thrust into seeing who was replacing them in the game. So you're like, okay, calm down a little bit. Jimmy had a good game against Seattle. Purdy came in, had a good game against was it Miami? If you're the Eagles, like, does Gardner Minshew have a lot of equity? You're like, is this guy good? You're hoping. You feel, but let's take a deep breath. Let's, you, you don't really, you haven't seen him at the Cowboys Saturday night. Uh, 
I, I, it's funny. I got a similar text to the DM you got about the Niners, but about the Eagles the other day from a buddy who said, I'm telling you, the Eagles are overrated. They haven't beaten anybody. And, you know, their best win. Now they blow people out. Kind of Niners-esque, right? They blow people out. They blow out the Titans. They blow out the Steelers. They blow out the Commanders. They blow out the Vikings early in the year. But you know, there's 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 an eye test with them. They look pretty good. A hundred percent. And and I think this just feeds your point too, which is if you're going to argue they haven't beaten anybody, you kind of have to argue that for basically the whole NFC. Um, they've beat their best wins. The Eagles' best wins: Minnesota Week Two, uh, Dallas Week Six, without Dak, Cooper. Uh, Packers week 12, I guess. Maybe that can turn out to be a good... That was a 40-33 to 33 shootout. And then they'll play Dallas this week. So, you know, maybe the Giants at the end of the season, who they've already beaten once. The Giants, that was a good 48-22. They kicked the Giants' ass. Like, those are their best wins. But, you know, if we if you want to play that game, you have to play that game with everybody in the league, um, or at least everybody in the NFC. The Niners' best wins are what? The Chargers, the Dolphins for sure. I, I guess Seattle... You know, what you once thought the Rams wins were, they're not anymore. Eliminated. Eliminated. So, you know, plus losses to the Bears and Broncos and Falcons, which is not nothing. Um, and it's not, I'm not saying the Niners suck. I'm just saying, I don't think you can use the schedule game to prove that the Eagles stink or are over. No one's saying they stink or overrated. Maybe they, they might be overrated. I think in the history of the league, most like one loss teams by the end. Well, they're not all created equal. Put it that way. Right. And there are all time great one loss teams, and this is not one of them at this point. But they'll have the chance in the playoffs to build that legacy. We'll see what it turns into. They're either going to be one of the best teams in a while if they finish this year with one or two losses, right? If you go 15 and two and then you lose before the conference championship game, that's an all time debacle. There have been a lot of them, but that is a that is a major flame out. If you go to the NFC championship game, then you had a hell of a year, right? So time will tell, and it's going to be basically defined by what they do in the postseason, provided they don't, you know, completely fall apart here at the end of the regular season. I, I think any human being that watches football, follows football, and has watched these games, I think there's a clear top five, and it feels like rightfully so the AFC teams. Now with Jalen's injury, I think you could argue the Eagles would have been right there, Bengals, Chiefs. You know, if I, I would put the Bills one. I just think when you look at their resume, I agree with you. They beat the Kansas City on the road. They're they're going to uh, have home field, and that place is their version of Lambeau. Now, you could argue they're not a little bit like the Packers. They're actually built for better weather. <laughs> like if you told me the Bills came to San Francisco, I'd be like, that's a tough matchup, man. They can fly, no weather. Josh let it flip. You know, it was like last year. The Niners actually benefited from going on the road. The Niners are built to play in ugly, windy, like the game the Patriots beat the Bills in last year with 70 mile, five mile out of wins. The Niners would fucking, Kyle would have a wet dream for that. Well, if you told Kyle 17 points win this game or 42 points win this game, which game you want to play in? Yeah, for sure. And that's the way their team's built. Where the Eagles, 17 is like, the answer. Don't you think the Eagles would be like, we'll play in a 38 to 35 shootout? That they're a little more built like that with Jalen. With Absolutely. Jaylen. And, and you know, someone, my, my point is there's a top five. And I would throw the Eagles and Niners in it. And you, you'd have to, base it on a resume, probably the Niners would be last. And you'd have to have the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals, and Eagles and Niners. So no Cowboys. Niners are ahead of Cowboys and Vikings. I would put them. I think most people, don't you think, would put I do. the Niners above them? Yeah, yeah. 
But by the way, just one other point too. You agree the AFC teams would be with the Niners on neutral sites. Would they be an underdog to those three teams? Bills and Chiefs for sure. Definitely Bills and Chiefs. Um, Kansas, uh, Cincinnati. Since he beat Kansas hey, City, I remember. This is playing well. <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati beat Kansas City, remember? I mean, they're only a game behind them. Because I think when you think about the playoffs in the highest level, that is one game. Now, you can argue it's an outlier game. But, but like my point is, they're not seeing Burrow, Allen, Mahomes till the Super Bowl. Assuming, you know, if they can get there. They don't have to yeah. fuck with that for three weeks. They get Daniel Jones and Geno and Cousins. That's just, they get lucky that their conference is a lot different than that conference. Right. And one illustration of it is. Which is unfair to the AFC. Like, there's yeah. a chance Joe Burrow Wait, this, is one and done, right? Yeah. You just play the Chargers and Herbert outduels you or whatever, right? The other thing it is, I've mean seen the Joe Burrow suck. in the playoffs, and I've seen Josh Allen in the playoffs, and they belong. Mahomes. Well, yeah, Mahomes, but I just like yeah. teams that haven't won championships um, in your point to Hurts. The other thing with the Niners is you might be like, well, I've watched the Niners blow teams out. They can play in a 38-37 game. Well, they haven't. Have you noticed? The game is the Niners score 30-plus is when they're kicking somebody's ass. Like They don't end, They have not played in that 32-31, 48-47, 28-29, 30-point 30 wins, 35-7, 33-17. 38 to 10, 31 to 14, 37 to 15, 27 to 7, 24 to 9. So yeah, they can score 30 when you're on your heels, but can they score 32 when you when you are scoring also? I don't, you know. Well, if you if I tell you the Niners played in that in that Josh Allen game. The Niners win out, but the Minnesota Vikings keeps the two, so they're the three and they play the Giants at home wild card. I bet that line is probably bigger than it should. I bet the line creeps up. I bet the line creeps up to like eight. Don't you think? And I think the Giants, as much as we make fun of them, kind of play the type of game that ends up at seventeen to thirteen with the Niners. Right? They could now the Niners could run away from them, but I mean, I watched the Saints game. I just watched the Seahawks game. Like I, I know how these games look. We all do. It's going to be. Agree, you would not be surprised. 17 10. Niners controlled the game against the Giants, but just Giants had the ball with five minutes left down to score. And it's third and 11, and Daniel Jones throws a pick. It's like, well, oh, had- I could even see like 17 6, but it feels like 30 to 0. And all of a sudden, the Giants score, and it's 17 to 12, and they're going for two in the fourth quarter to make it a field goal game. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because that's the game they've played in a lot against teams. Again, if you're soft or you're imploding or you got some issues, the Niners will bleed you dry. If you just kind of like are tough and physical, all of a sudden the you could the Niners could have a couple drives. You're like, what is going on here? Well, the the Seahawks game should have been the former. It felt like the former. The Niners outgained by more than 100 yards. The Niners were six plus yards per uh, attempt per play. The uh, Seahawks were four and a half. The Niners had a hundred more rushing yards than Seattle. They had more passing yards than Seattle. Seattle was four of thirteen on third down, and it was twenty-one to thirteen. <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah, Niners punted six times. Uh, Seahawks punted seven. 
that's the other thing. Postseason, the Niners and special teams. You know, I feel you know everything uh, since they implemented the high tower move of of Wisnowski trying to pull his like uh, draw six iron that weird thing. He's he, they scrapped that after the one game and he's been doing normal punts. That's true. They did have the but it does not feel like. Uh, Again, just just eye test. I'd say he's an average punter. Like I, I don't, I don't view him as a weapon for a guy that got an extension. I feel yeah. like they just extended because they feel good about him. They probably like him. I don't want to think about it. But I don't really feel great about him. I feel yeah. good about Robbie. I, I think he's been proven for years now. He's been pretty consistent. Missed a critical kick against the Seahawks, but that that happens. Yeah, I mean that's you're just gonna. He's hit more kicks when it's mattered than he's a hundred percent. Ray Ray, I still hold my breath, but you know he has been an upgrade from what they've had. Yeah, you know Richie James is one of the Giants' better skill guys. Only because I saw him, there. it was like Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins. I feel like a lot of former Niners hang around. Skill guys are having success. I agree. I had the same thought watching that game, like River Craycraft and Trent Sherfield. And but is like Dante Pettis going to have a ten-year Dante, NFL career? Yeah, feels like it. Mozart, Richie. Matt Breida was in that game the other night. Did you notice that? I think he's on the Giants. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, these guys are like the scrub. Like they're gonna have. You're gonna look up Kendrick Bourne. How many years you play for? Eleven. Dante Pettis, you out of the league after four years? No, played another seven. Overdrafted, but played. I have no clue who's calling me, but it says their name. It says their name. That's yep. a sneaky. Oh yeah, weird. It's big tech man. They know. They know things. I got a call yesterday from the uh, somebody raising my. I don't know why. I don't know why. I never answer. It was a five three zero. I never answer. Five three zero is like Davis. I never answer. It was somebody asking for money. The good thing was it was a real person too, which is you know if it's a recording, it's easy to hang up. A real human being sound like a normal dude. You know, it's the good news is every time I asked him a question, he couldn't hear me. So then I just hung up. Do you ever get the call from Los Angeles that's Chinese? No, I haven't gotten that one. I get that one pretty consistently that Google must have sold my number to somebody. What are they, what are they saying? Well, I mean, you either speaking Chinese, you don't know what they're saying. <laughs> John, we are brought to you by our friends at ButcherBox.com slash ham, code ham. ButcherBox.com slash ham, code ham. Get your free ground beef for the life of your membership, plus $10 off your first order with the free ground beef in that order, too. ButcherBox.com slash ham. Yep. Go to ButcherBox.com. Use the uh, ButcherBox.com slash ham. Here's what you do. You curate a box. They deliver it directly to your house. They have chicken. They have steaks. They have ribs. Obviously, if you use our promo code HAM, you get a little thing called ground beef. You make tacos. You can make cheeseburgers. You make taco salad. You can do a lot of stuff. You, you, you can throw it in some burritos. Uh, you, hell, you can just eat meat, right? I, I've done that. You know, you just go meat and some, some veggies. That's a great little easy meal for those people that can't cook. And all of a sudden, you have free ground beef for life. That's right. Because you use the promo code HAM. Plus seafood you can trust in there as well. We've gotten oh, a yeah. amount of seafood as well from our Butcher Box boxes. If you know exactly what you want, you go, you pick exactly what you want. If you just want to take the thinking out of it and you want them to send you a curated box, like John said, you can get that. Plus there's exclusive member deals, recipe inspiration, guides, tips, free shipping to the continental U.S., no surprise fees. It's delivered right to your door. It's cold outside. Don't go out there. Have them bring it to you. The holiday season is made better and tastier with Butcher Box. For a limited time, they're offering our listeners ground beef for life, plus 10 bucks off your order. Butcher Box 
ButcherBox.com slash ham, code ham, to get 10 bucks off your first box. And ground beef for life in your membership, ButcherBox.com slash ham and code ham. You got to double up there and uh, you get it done. What else? ButcherBox.com, promo code ham. Get on it. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free, and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Slash ham code ham. You said that. Yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy. Big game for Brock Purdy. Purdy Feels like he's football team. He's, he's got his doppelganger. Hopefully Heineke. he's better. You think, Heineke's Heineke. his, you think Heineke is like his mirror? No, but I, I mean, I think there are some, some similarities in terms of overachiever, smaller player. Measurables are not great. You would say arm strength is... You know, Heineke's probably a little better, but neither guy's going to be mistaken for, you know, throwing seeds. Uh, and I'd say intangibles. Like, I, you know, ideally Brock Purdy turns out to be a better player than Heineke. Though Heineke, like we just talked about, <clears throat> you're going to look up, he's going to have a much longer career than any human being that evaluated him coming out of college believed. Now, there's a pedigree difference, right, as, as you alluded to, because I honestly, I didn't even know what school he went to. I would assume a smaller college, but Old Dominion, like, to me, there's a big difference of, you know, a Division One non-Power 5. Like, I went to UCF or Fresno State or San Diego State, and I went to an FCS school. Is that 
true? Is it FBS? Is it like- FCS, you got it. FCS, yeah. Well, that's that's a pretty big jump. Now, we've seen it historically, like, I'm pretty sure, is he, isn't Jimmy Garoppolo school in FCS? Like, it's not, it's not crazy that you can become an NFL player, but uh, Buck Purdy, what I keep getting back to is this guy played a power five four-year starter. Like, that is pretty impressive at a program that was winning, right? Because usually for the non for the power five guys that are programs that are Jimmy Garoppolo not, school is in the Ohio Valley Conference. That's not FCS. Who Eastern who does he Illinois. play? Huh? Who does he who does Eastern Illinois even play? Um they play well actually mm, I bet they were FCS up. when Jimmy was there. He might have been because they moved up in twenty sixteen. So Jimmy was when you type in Eastern Illinois Panthers football, you know who's the picture on their well, Wikipedia? It's, it's got to be Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, it's Jimmy. <laughs> uh, well, this maybe this is FCS. Oh, I thought Ohio Valley was FB. Oh, no, they are FCS. You're right. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Didn't you think Ohio Valley, maybe I'm thinking it's a big basketball league. Maybe that's why I got thrown. Now, Jimmy, you know, was consistently making the playoffs, but I, I was just thinking about some quarterbacks that like, for you to be undersized and be a power five guy, <clears throat> your program has to be successful, right? If Iowa State had not been successful, there's no way he gets drafted, right? But when you have the measurables, and I use Nick Foles as an example, played at Arizona who sucked when he was there, but he had all the measurables, still went in the third round. And then when you're at a program and you have all the measurables, like Jay Cutler played at Vanderbilt, they were never that good, but it was like the guy was 6'4 and a huge arm. So there's like this balancing act of like Purdy's and the Heineke's. There are just a lot of those guys every you know couple of years that are just kind of fighting for real estate in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I would say you need an opportunity, right? Like if if, if let's say Lafleur or you know a team with a consistent starter, the, the Chiefs, you know teams like that like you and you they get you. You're never gonna play there beside the preseason games. Uh, you know, if the guy doesn't get hurt. And even then, you're not going to be the backup. You might be the third. Like, think of what it took for Heineke over the years of guys getting injured, cousins leaving, openings up of, like, having to trade and transition for different quarterbacks. And obviously, Brock Purdy, it took two major injuries for him to play. So there are – it's like the old baseball thing. Like, you know, you never want to be in the minors for the Yankees, but you want to be in the minors for shittier teams to get your opportunity to come up. Or teams like the Rays or A's that kind of siphon over guys. And I think both these guys really benefited. Obviously, they, I, you know, Heineke deserves some credit. Like, I watch him. He's a legitimate NFL player. Hopefully, Purdy, like I said, can be a better version of that. But they benefited from, you know, the doors kind of opening at their franchise at quarterback. Because that, it, let's say Sean McDermott had loved Brock Purdy and they had drafted him in the seventh round. He's probably their third string quarterback and he never fucking sniffs the field, right? And no one ever yeah. gets to see him. Well, it turns out what we thought was perfect for Trey was actually perfect for Brock in terms of destination. By the time it got to Brock, there were no expectations. For Trey, there were all the expectations. He was the opening day starter. Because I do think, you know, your your comparison to baseball, you want to be on a bad farm system because it gets you to the big leagues as fast as possible. Such an individual sport. If Probably matter, And it also matters less now with so many people churning the roster, right? Yeah, that too. But I just mean like the nature of the sport is you are just not dependent for the most part on anybody else. Like you can come up, be an all-star on the shittiest team and become a star player, right? 
doesn't your offensive line doesn't matter your receiver group doesn't matter your coach doesn't matter if you're a great player they put you in the lineup every day you can just put up numbers and you like, could also argue if i'm in double a and aaron judge is, plays my position i'm on the yankees if i hit 45 home runs my value in the league is going to be so high people are going to want me someone, right? someone else will want me or they'll find they'll put me in left field or they'll find a way you know what i mean like for football like where being davis mills on the texans i guess is great because you get your shot but what if your team is so terrible that it's not actually a good shot to get right that's always the what if in the nfl are you better off sitting for a year on a good team and then getting your shot somehow on a good team, right? Would Davis Mills been better off being the Chiefs fourth round pick and been Mahomes backup for a couple of years while he looks good in the preseason, a lot of hype, like Andy loves Davis Mills. Should someone trade a second round pick for him? Well, we'll see. Does Davis Mills play in the league for 11 years? Could he have, would he make more money in the end being Mahomes' backup? Maybe he would say, you know, I just wanted my shot to see what I could do. I would rather be a starting quarterback for two years on the Texans than be a backup my whole career and never know the answer to the question about how good I can be. But to your point, that doesn't really happen because you could sign as a free agent somewhere else as a backup that's flashed because half the league needs a quarterback every year. But I get my question with Heineke, like Heineke's 29. He'll be 30 in March. He's been in the league since he came in in 2017. He was 24 years old when he debuted for the Texans. Maybe he was in the league before that. I'd have to go back and look at his bio. But feels like Heineke's plateau. Like what he is is pretty good. Like he better than Wentz. I'd rather have him playing if I'm Wentz. This year he's ten touchdowns, five picks. He's only sixty-one percent completion percentage. Like nobody thinks Heineke is the future, right? They're winning with him, and I like him, and he's an NFL quarterback. But I think the idea that. Like the, he started six, 15 games for them last year, and then they went and got Wentz. So they 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 told us what they thought, right? He threw twenty touchdowns, fifteen picks. You just you can't throw twenty touchdowns and fifteen picks and be an NFL starter. Not with well, those. Well, I, I think it's pretty clear what he is is his value to these teams that are good, <laughs> that have a star quarterback. If they can get him for under five million dollars, his value to the Chiefs or the or the Bills that. If my guy rolls an ankle and misses a month, can this guy, can I win three games with my roster and my coaching? Right. That's probably ideally where he's suited. There's still a lot of unknown with Brock Purdy, where I think if you ask Kyle right now and internally, they would view his future potentially higher. And like you and I said yesterday, it's hard to say absolutes and things in concrete with Brock Purdy because a lot of people have had early success. He's on a team that's conducive to success, unlike Davis Mills. Who's to say if Davis Mills was on the Niners, he wouldn't be doing the same thing, right? If the Niners last year had just drafted Davis Mills in the middle rounds instead of tri- and drafted Micah Parsons and uh, never made that trade, and now they were in this position with Jimmy. Jimmy had gotten hurt, and they just fucking roll with Davis Mills. He looks sweet, and everyone's like, Davis Mills, right? You just never know. Circumstances do determine your success coaching and talent around you at quarterback. No, no one wins on the worst rosters in the NFL. No, nobody. Right. It's just not the way it works. It's why so many guys that become Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are top picks, usually they struggle early on until their team like builds up a couple more picks. Joe Burrow showed some flashes his first year, but by the second year when they made the Super Bowl last year, coming off the injury, they had Jamar Chase. Their defense was a lot better. They tri- they uh, signed Hendrickson. Like th- th- Higgins was a second year player. They-, they were just matured as a franchise a little right. bit. Right. So I always say, like, the greatest coaches always coach the best players because you you need them both in order to like win. Like, if you put Joe Burrow on the Texans, 
obviously they have more than one win, but they're not like a nine win team. They're probably like a five win team or maybe yeah, four, but better. they've been, they're a lot right. better. He's really good. Yeah. But, I, but I, but I think that's the, the question, right? Is like, and this is the, this is, you can't tell the future. What is brought in five years? Is Brock Purdy just kind of Taylor Heineke? Does he get, you know what? They, they made him the starter for 23 and he was 65%, 20 touchdowns, 15 picks, but it just wasn't quite good enough. I don't know. You know, I that, I would I would feel pretty confidently saying he's the type quarterback. Best case scenario is still always sniffing around because there's only a small group of guys that you just don't ever like Brett Veach, dudes with the Bills, the Chargers. Like there's a small group. Even the Eagles, deep down, they're like, this has been an incredible year. Is this gonna happen for five years? You know? Once upon a time it was over and done. Carson Wentz was clearly their guy. Like then he wasn't. I know the way the Eagles think. This has been an awesome year, and this guy's competed for the MVP, but fucking these two weeks in January are going to prove a lot if you think, you know, we're just going to hand you $150 million. Because we've done that before, five years ago, and it backfired in our face. They found a way out of it somehow. <laughs> they did. They wiggled out. How we wiggled out of it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, feel like look. they like this guy, and that that's, that's the other thing. They clearly like Taylor Heineke, and this is where the character stuff matters a lot. Purdy is well liked. Jalen Hurts is beloved. Like, that, that, I think that goes a long way when you're having success. Like, we, we swear by this guy. We love having him around. His energy, the way the other guys respond to him. I do think feel like Taylor has some of that. Like it, clearly, yeah. Like he had a lot of Mike White vibes from the beginning. I would say is the closest comp. Yeah, I like that. You know, who's kind of feels like he's would, would resurrecting his career. Clearly, the guys like as Jared Goff feels well liked in locker rooms by other players. Yeah, I know it's it's actually been kind of a fun thing to watch because at the end it was like he got blamed for everything in L.A. So like McVeigh blamed him on the way out the door, and then remember even last year Campbell called him out. Dan Campbell called him out. You know, it's one thing I think we see with Heineke. I think Purdy kind of has this. Jalen definitely does. Is it feels like goddamn these guys care. You know, you watch Jared sometimes, like, does he even give a shit? And I, I would just wonder if that's his, his like, disposition. It's yeah. not necessarily he doesn't – he's not trying. You know? Right. But right. I, I, one thing that bothers coaches is – laid back. Laid back disposition can drive you nuts when you're not winning, right? Surely can give a fuck. Why are you in here wearing a pebble beach hat? <laughs> We're fighting for our lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Goff's but it turns out, Mar- John, Marine Country Club. Dan Campbell's like, what are you doing, man? It turns out he's actually a pretty good like yin yang for Dan Campbell, right? Dan is so emotional. Dan has these games where he's like, after he's like, that one's on me. I apologize. Bad call by me. Tearing up, you know, he's just all over the place. And Jared's just low key. One one thing I think, I think Charles Davis was doing Lions Jets, and he threw out. He's like, and I had forgotten. Remember that Jer- Jerry Goff was, you know, a fringe, like Major League Baseball Major League, catcher, yeah, played in the yeah. big league. And he's like, one thing Jerry always taught him was this is a finite profession. Things can So maybe his perspective is so elite that he just knows, like, just got to enjoy it, man. This he, is not, not going to last forever. He also, you know, he does kind of have a baseball player's vibe. Baseball, it's like, well, I'll get the four batch tomorrow. Yeah. We got oh, four, four more four months today. of games. Oh, oh, for four today, but, you know, I turned that double play and, uh, I'll get, yeah, uh, exactly. 60 more bats <laughs> yeah. in the next, like, two weeks. Four Ks today, but Verlander was down. No one was going to touch him. Yeah, you know, we just, John hit a home run, and it happens. 
Yeah, just hand me my bat and my gloves. I'm going to go eat. That's why baseball, like, post-game, I did baseball post-game. It's so weird because it's like, what do you, you know, I don't know, bullpen usage. Should Should they have brought McElvain in in the seventh? Well, it's April. Who cares? But, uh. Bochi's back, so I mean, we'll have a little more edge to the season. Except Bochi's coaching the Rangers, which like is not a nuanced team. Every game is fourteen to eleven. True, they didn't get uh, Degrom for seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, all right, John, our football schedule this week, our uh, bowl schedule is what's today, uh, Wednesday, the twenty second. So, uh, playoff games. Uh, playoff games are around. Uh, New Year's Eve playoff games are New Year's Eve. That's December Saturday, thirty first. Yeah, Saturday, December thirty first. I think the Rose Bowl is on the second, huh? Rose Bowl is on the second because you know the first is a Sunday. So the Rose Bowl is on Monday. Yeah, Rose Bowl is on a Monday. Pretty great. That's Monday, awesome. and there's no Monday Night Football that week, right? It's Week eighteen. No Monday Night Football. Uh, and the Cotton Bowl is that day. Who's playing in that? USC. Who they playing? The Tulane. <laughs> Listen, a lot of respect for the little guy that wants in on the New Year's Day. That sucks. <laughs> like, like Cowherd's had this take for years. Like everyone roots for the underdogs at the beginning of the NCAA tournament, but you don't want them in the Final Four. Like you want Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, UCLA. Couldn't they have just found a way to get USC to play Alabama in the Cotton Bowl? <laughs> I know, but there's you always you got to have a place at the table. Everyone's couldn't like, you just have Tulane play? Little man, and it's like couldn't well, Tulane just to play K State and give an Alabama USC? That's what we all wanted. I know. What are we doing? I know. Uh, Baylor Air Force. Uh, there you go. That game's uh, Wednesday. Uh, Gasparilla Bowl, Missouri Wake. That game's uh, Wake's Wake's quarterback just went somewhere. He left to go somewhere good. No, was it Wake? Georgia Tech's quarterback just left and went somewhere good. Although Wake's quarterback might leave too. I don't know. Talking on my ass. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Any other games you'd want to watch? I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Coastal versus East Carolina. Wisconsin, Oklahoma State on the 27th. Uh, really quick. Yeah. Oregon, North Carolina on the 28th. That's next week. That's pretty good. Bo Nix, I would imagine, is healthy playing in the game, right? Bo Nix playing. Drake May. That's that's a, that's actually an awesome game. I saw this like the uh, have you seen the commercial for the playoffs and it's like the slow motion of of Duggar scoring and then like Sonny Dykes walking out. I'm like, TC looks pretty cool. Harbaugh can't blow this game like that. You can lose to Georgia and honestly, you probably could lose to Ohio State, though. That would sting. We'll get and I don't think Ohio State's going to beat Georgia. You can't lose to TCU. You got to win this playoff game. I think there is more pressure on Jim Harbaugh than any of the other three coaches in the playoffs. It well, is it is must win. Money. And I think ultimately if Kirby, George lost to Ohio State, it's not the craziest thing. He just Kirby won, won the championship last year. Now, you're only as good as your last title in some of these schools, but he did win the championship last year, and it's Ohio State. Ohio State's an underdog against Georgia. Everyone expects them to lose. Yeah. Snuck in at the end, right? Like, they're just happy to be there after the way they got in. Is there going to be a soul on the bottom ticker that's involved in college football that's going to pick TCU? I don't think so. I don't even I think might. it's like a trendy upset. I, what's the line on that game? I bet it's bigger than you think. You know, Jim Jim has has shaken a lot of his uh, a lot of his demons, but I just it's eight it's eight points. It actually opened at nine and a half, and now it's eight. I'm always I will never ever ever I don't think 
Now, maybe if they win the championship, Harbaugh in big games to me is still just a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Now he might kick their ass, but I would be pretty tempted here to take TCU. You have a line on the other game? Uh, yeah, I closed it out, but I can tell you in a sec. My guess would be it's a little smaller. Seven, maybe? Guess? I'd go six to seven points. Yeah, six and a half. Hasn't moved. I, so t- would so you feel better about actually getting to than Ohio State? These games historically are blowouts, right? The Final Four. Usually it's Michigan that gets blown out. Yeah, true. Um, I actually don't feel great about... I, I think if you were just going to pick one game, you would just trust Georgia, the infrastructure, that they're high end. I feel better about... If I had to take an underdog, I'd take TCU. Yeah. I think Georgia's going to bring it. Because I, I think it's an easy one. Even though you're the heavy favorite to win the national championship, it's easy for Kirby. Like, we're playing Ohio State. These fucking guys think they're your equals, you know? It's not one of those like little engine that could because they he did that last year against Michigan. These guys think they're as good as you, <laughs> you know. That, Kirby, he's got this motivated kind of cocky thing going. It's like Nick is always like plays the underdog, like Belichick kind of. Kirby's kind of got this swag, like fuck these motherfuckers. We're gonna, we're going to end their careers type deal. Kind mm-hmm. of like old school Miami, you know. A lot of coaches, I would say, historically have kind of had the Kirby vibe when you're at the sweet program. Pete had it. Like, we're going to laugh at you when we're yeah. ending your season. Yeah. Right? Which right. is cool about college Bullets. athletics. Like, I think college gets – you get a lot of the, like, um, uh, the, the the team that we're all black and mighty ducks. Like, we're trying – like, we are here to embarrass you. Which I think is why a lot of people root for that team when they start getting upset. Like, ha, ha, ha. You know, yeah. the bullies get totally. beat. But I think part of it is like in the NFL, it is so week to week and season to season. Being No one acts like that. Nothing yeah. to do with like you, ch- like you can be good for five years in college, right? And it is just like you become a little mini kind of empire, dynasty. You're like the Romans or Napoleon or some shit. I know. You know, and you just believe like we are all better than you and part of the show is like everyone's here to watch us kick your ass i know it is a great vibe when you get that in college sports you don't get that in the nfl i mean you like the ravens defense had it right you can kind of the, the i'd say that's the one knock i'd say that's the one knock for ryan day he doesn't totally feel like that well the, no john they don't feel like a bully at all <laughs> yeah they, well they're not urban felt like that because urban was a bully yeah i think uh, he kind of got to be a bully yeah i agree NFL games, we mentioned Thursday, Jags, Jets, uh, Saturday, 11 games on Saturday. I didn't quite realize when the season started and it was like, oh, Niners play Saturday. I thought it was kind of a standalone. Not really. It's not like like this last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, good games. Lions, Panthers has implications. So Saturday is their Sunday. Saturday is the Sunday with three games on Sunday. There's three games Sunday, 11 games Saturday, one game Monday, Monday's Church Colts. The Sunday games are pretty Bucks Cardinals on Sunday night. Well, at, at the beginning of the year, you're thinking Brady, Kyler, right? Two playoff teams. How about the midday game? Broncos, Rams, and Packers, Dolphins is a good game. That's it, very good. I mean, after the Packers don't, like, and you mentioned on Monday's pod. What time does that game kick off? 10? Uh, uh, yeah, 10 a.m. Pacific, Sunday. So perfect. I wish they would flex that and put that at night. Uh, I wish that also. Yeah. But, um, 
Uh, Raiders-Steelers is the 5-15 Pacific Saturday. Who do the Patriots play on Sunday? Who do they play? Patriots play Saturday against the Bengals. Good game. Here's just a reality. Whoever wins this Steeler-Raider game will be 7-8. and eight. If the Jets were to lose and the Patriots were to lose, starts getting pretty interesting for that last spot, right, in the AFC. If the Jets and the Patriots were to lose. Because if one of those teams Jets win, eight, they would be 8-7, and seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they both lose and they're both 7-8, and eight, <clears throat> isn't the – who is currently standings playoff – Miami's eight and six. Okay, so it the Jets and Jet. Oh, so those teams, the Patriots aren't even technically in the playoffs. But if Miami loses to the Packers and one and the Jets or or Patriots win, what are the tiebreakers there? New England beat Miami, right? They play them again too, and they play them again. So you, my, so if Miami loses, they're eight and seven. New England or the Jets win, they're eight and seven. I'd have to look at what. What's the Jets Miami history? It feels like those three teams and whoever the best is of those three teams are better than the Steelers and the Raiders. Without question. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that the Jets are better than the Raiders necessarily. Like if they played tomorrow, I think the Raiders won easily win that game. Mm, you think Derek on that defense? No, I mean, I, I'm not saying they I just the Jets are pretty flawed. Like I don't pick a flawed team to just automatically. Yeah, especially if Zach Wilson or quarterback. Else. So you know, you know I mean, where the Raiders really fucked up? Allowing Baker Mayfield to throw that game when he touched down? Because they would be right <laughs> You agree? Well, at 7-7, seven and seven, they would be very alive. Yeah. If they were 7-7, seven and seven, you beat the yeah. Steelers, you're 8-7. and seven, You'd just be right there in the mix for the seed. That, honestly, for as weird and shitty as this season has been, that game was the moment where it's like, you let Baker Mayfield go 100 yards with no timeouts. First time in 45 years it's happened in that scenario. Raider fans, it was 95. Okay, it was 95 yards. Baker went 12 of 21 for 111 against the Packers. Felt like it was ugly watching it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Seahawks, Chiefs. I would imagine, you know, the Seahawks, if they lose that game, they're still they're still fighting for their playoff lives. They're going to lose. They're still playing for something. Uh, Giants, Vikings on Saturday. That's 10 a good one. Yeah. Bengals, Pats, 10 a.m. Uh, Texans, Titans, not not good. Niners, uh, Commanders, obviously, is a one o'clock. Eagles, Cowboys at one uh, twenty-five. Raiders, Steelers at five fifteen. So you know the one o'clock Saturday window is going to get a little busy too. Yeah, you need Sunday ticket on that one. Unless are both those games on Fox? No, are the Niners on Fox? I would be shocked if they're not. Right, you would think. I would guess it's on Fox. This thing doesn't tell me schedule. Uh, explosive podcast. Uh, this is what happens when you don't have a live audience because we can't stream the show. Someone would just tell us. Uh, the game is on CBS. CBS. Yeah, makes sense. You can't have that game on. You like the nation needs to see that game, John. Yeah. This is the problem. Most people with family, you know, you get out of your man kit. You don't have the two TC setups. That's. Not happy that Christmas fell on a weekend. Not gonna piss me off. I know. Throws off my football watching. Uh what is this? December twenty fourth. So yeah, so I think the night the Niners the national CBS game. Romo, Nance. 
I wish this would give me I, that detail. It looks to me, I this map is a little, it's not really a map. Uh, what does bold mean? Anyway, I guess, uh, well, that's, maybe it's not. I bet it, I bet they're like New England, Cincinnati, or Buffalo, Chicago, Kansas City, Washington. Kansas City, no, Kansas City, Seattle. Or Kansas City, Seattle. is on Fox. Buffalo, Chicago, New Orleans. Yeah, maybe, maybe they do get Nance. I think I could, I, I could see Cincinnati. I could, I could see out. Cincinnati, New England. Yeah, well, there's one true national game. It's the Fox game, and then this, the Washington Niner game, will be determined by location. Well, I guess it's always kind of the case, but. Uh, by the way, alert, alert! Raiders Steelers is on NFL Network, so. You know, it was Jim Nance's last year calling uh, the NCAA tournament. I did know that. I I was listening a couple weeks ago, and Romo was like, "I'm going to miss your voice." <laughs> Felt like he kind of faked that, saying that. But. Uh, fourth down and one. What do you think they should do here, Jim? <laughs> I don't know, Tony. What do you think? <laughs> I'm still pro Tony and Jim. Let the record show. All right, everybody, have a great Hanukkah. Anything else, Dad? I didn't ask. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. Happy, uh, Merry Christmas. Whatever else you celebrate, enjoy. If you don't celebrate, that's cool. With Tito's. uh, Just do it with Tito's. At this point, the expectation is we'll be back on YouTube on Tuesday. Next podcast will be on Tuesday. And, um, you know, keep it locked here on the podcast feed for updates. Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for being Good to see y'all, or at least to see you, John, and to be heard by the rest of you. Later, people. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.